Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Bella Hoodman's Curse. I'm Steve Sutherland, alongside Julian Amarante, in what looks like it's going to be a pretty rainy, dreary Ottawa, but uh, as your opinion of Ottawa is, Turn it's, city. it's just always dreary, it doesn't matter yeah, if the sun's exactly. shining or not. Yeah. Um, except soccer is alive in Ottawa tonight. Ottawa is in the USL playoffs. Nobody cares because they are the ones that screwed the CPL. So screw them. Yeah, well, uh, man, I'm lose. just going to say something, though. You know, dude, have some dignity. You're a Manchester United fan. You cheer for one of the biggest clubs in the world. So I can Ottawa, Fury, Ottawa Fury is, is scraping the bottom of the toilet. That's fine. Cheer for your local club. Yes. I'll go cheer for, uh, and let's say, Giovanni's uh, 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 snacks pizza. and pizza. Uh, yeah, it's the one that they sponsor. Um other exciting news: There was the Conti Cup, which is like the women's is the women's FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a Manchester derby, and Manchester United women won two nil. So that was exciting because it's been a while since I've seen a Manchester United team win a game. Well, I mean, I, I mean, this is the problem when you have when you know your first club uh, from a young age is a club that basically was at its golden era. You know what I mean? And after that, you, I mean, uh, where do you go from there, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah like it's – and, you know, it, the, having to watch a team lose and not just lose for like a year or two, but for like a couple of years, that's hard on anybody, man. So Yeah, like I know what it feels like to be an Arsenal supporter right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at, look at us. Uh, Milan, we've been in the barrel of mediocrity. You guys might get years. relegated this year. Uh, it could uh, – I mean, it, it, could, it could happen. It could happen. It Apparently, could happen. we want to buy Piatek, though. Well, good. You can have. As long I as you give us good money so we can buy a good coach. I uh, hope I'll not. be happy with that. Uh, you wanted to talk about uh, what happened at Uville. Yeah, I mean, don't really want to get too carried away uh, because uh, we have other things that we want to talk about. But we're going to revisit this in the future. I mean, uh, finally, a club had the intestinal fortitude to walk off a pitch when one of their players was subjected to racist abuse, and that was uh, Yeovil against Herringay Borough, which I believe is the fourth division, or oh, the equivalent, it's non-league, or is it the fourth Her- division? Her- it was the, it's a fourth-round cup tie. So, yeah, sorry, cup. that's what, yeah, right, it's a fourth-round uh, cup tie. But, and, yeah, Yeovil yeah. is a league football club yeah. still, I think, but I know Herringay's not. Um, and then Boca and River played the second leg. It's decadent, man. Not, not only is that fixture becoming decadent, but like I, I'm, I'm afraid to say that my club is becoming a bit decadent. Uh, uh, among the clubs I cheer for, Boca. I mean, they, they're just there's something very, very decadent about it. I mean, rumor is that Gallardo is on his way to Barcelona as the coach next year, which I'd be really curious to see because, in many ways, there's a lot of parallels, as my friend Carlos uh, would tell you. Is there's a lot of parallels as what Gallardo has done with um, with River is what Guardiola did with Barcelona. How so? Oh, okay. I would say how so. Well, he's revamped the whole squad from the top to the bottom, and they play a very, very, very decent style of football. And they are, they've been unbeatable. They're on the verge of maybe winning the second uh, Copa Libertadores in a row. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. You, but you know my opinions and feelings on Guardiola getting too much credit for how that Oh, come on, man. Got created one of the best teams of the, uh, 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 ever, ever. Period. You don't think he fell into it a little? No, bit not at all. With what Reichardt? Because that team was fairly put together when Reichardt left. 
Yeah, but uh, he took it to the next stage and and then some. And if he hadn't been a compulsive uh, uh, human being, he probably would still be there. And uh, you know, and uh, that's why he was sent off to uh, uh, to Bayern. No, no, he he gets a lot of credit in my books for for what's happened there. Uh, the second. Uh... The second semifinal of that of the Copa Libertadores is tonight. Flamenco against Gremio. And it's 1-1. One, one. Uh, yeah. Predictions, thoughts, who do you think? Well, the, when Flamenco has, um, what's his face, from Portugal as a coach, right? Uh, I can't remember his name now. Jesus? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I can't remember his last name, but um, he's, uh, uh, he's, he's quite the tactician. I, I, uh, I would have to put... Uh, uh, because I think Grêmio is at home tonight. It's in the Maracanã. Yeah, so I, I I'd have to give uh, I'd have to give Grêmio the edge. Not Grêmio, sorry, Flamenco. Yeah. I'd have to give Flamenco the edge, and uh, that actually would be a that would be a final worth watching. Flamenco versus River. That would be a really really good final to catch to catch. Uh, Flamengo has not lost to Grêmio in their last four meetings. Uh, It'll be a very good, yeah. It's Jorge Jesus. Yeah, yeah Jorge yeah. Jesus. That's it. We are. Uh, um, we should go watch this match. We should go check it out somewhere uh, when it comes out. When it comes out to the final, and maybe do a pod from the final. What do you think? Uh, that would be fun. Yeah, I think we'd annoy the hell out of a lot of people. No, we'll go find a nice, quiet place. Okay. This is Ottawa for crying out loud. It will be. People nice are constantly time. annoyed. Okay, and you can't annoy anybody any further than you already are. I mean, other than removing the stick from their ass. And telling them that it stinks. Okay, so okay, so uh, a exci- exciting week in the EPL, would you say? Or, yeah, um, I would. Okay, I mean, let's go. I mean, let's we start just, at the top then. Well, Liverpool, in my opinion, uh, played Manchester United scared. They, in my opinion, they should have went in and uh, said we're going to prove a point. But instead, they were very, very, very tentative and very reluctant, and I think that's why they got a draw. I think that's that's part of it. I think I think I don't think Manchester United deserves much credit, but I think they they executed what the game plan was meant to be, which was catch them on the wings and play with catch heart. them on the counter and yeah, yeah play with heart. I mean, because that's a, like that's a derby, and uh, you know uh, when I went out to to place a bet this, uh, on the weekend. I didn't touch this game because I said, you don't know. because this game is a game where players play for the shirt. And uh, I think United really kind of stuck. The, I think United up. players did. I'm not yeah. sure Liverpool players did. I think, I think Liverpool, I think they overthought this and I think they went in there a little bit scared. And I think they over, uh, I, I don't think they, in my opinion, Liverpool should have won this game easily. And they didn't. And I would think it came down, really, it was Liverpool's de- defensive frailties, I think, were major yeah. issues. You really saw it. The, the fullbacks would get too far forward, and you'd see the the two. Let's play. We'll call it a three-five-two, but who really knows what system it was? Five-three-two, more, more. Yeah, I mean, I think they played. I mean, yeah, like I, the, the 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 fullbacks were, were running up like halfbacks. So, um, but what you saw was is Rashford and James would pull the centre backs really far yeah. wide, and that's where Van Dyke, especially Van Dyke. Was in like they, they well the goal revealed that Rashford's goal revealed that the, the frailty uh, that that you know Van Dyke is not omnipotent right and 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 it revealed that oh when he put him on the ground that's what Manchester United yeah. fans are big fans of right now it's like yeah we got a draw but your central defender is not as good as you all say he is yeah 
I mean, I, I just want to say that this is this is why I'm not convinced that Liverpool is going to win, win the championship again. And if we go to the second place, Man City picked up the points. And to be honest with you, against a Crystal Palace side that's been informed. And Crystal Palace beat them last year. Yeah. So I mean, this is a good – like if Palace rounds into form faster this year than they did last year – Palace is a much like we. I think we both said they might get relegated at the beginning of the year. We were wrong. We were wrong. Yeah. They're a much better team, and I actually, I actually thought that uh, Palace would pull uh, would pull one on Man City this weekend, uh, given the way that Man City's been playing. But You're Man City stepped up. Ian, yeah. Ian Wright said the same thing. A lot of the yeah. punditry was saying, yeah. if Crystal Palace, uh, if there was a team that was going to get a result, especially after how poorly City played against uh, Wolves. Crystal yeah. Palace had the exact same players to do the, and the exact same, same type exactly, of thing. exactly. So, and look at this, man. Leicester City, Leicester City in third place. I mean, good on them. I mean, I'm glad. I hope this remains. I hope this way. Uh, I think Chelsea and and uh, uh, Arsenal, quite frankly, are are they're just based punching above their weight. Uh, well, I, I, I saw Arsenal lost yeah. to Sheffield on. Fourth and fifth place uh, is really flattering for them. I mean, I don't care what anybody says, but uh, Frank Lampard, it's a, it, he, he hasn't proven a damn thing to me or anybody. No, they did matter. beat they beat Ajax today. Yeah, but See, you know, we'll like, talk about that. Later. We can talk about that later. Um, and like I said, Arsenal lost to Sheffield uh, this past wow. uh, this, uh, on Monday, actually. And Crystal Palace in sixth place, Tottenham. Hovering at seventh, Burnley, Burnley, Tottenham, Burnley, Sheffield, Burnmouth, West Ham, all on twelve. Just points. a minute, here. okay. Burnmouth, Burnley, Sheffield United, and Burnmouth in eighth, ninth, and tenth, respectively. Would you have at this point, nine games into the season, figured that those teams would be that high up the table? See, now Burnley is not in Europe this year, and I remember the year that they weren't in Europe two years ago. This is where they were. So this doesn't surprise me because they're a very good defensive team. Yeah. And players play for Sean Dyche. Same thing with Burnhamith. I didn't expect Sheffield United to be there. Um, West Ham is – I don't get this. They're also on 12 points, though. So it's, it's really a really goal differential yeah, that it comes it's, down it's to. It's inconsistent, so. though. I mean, that means – but there's still – you know, there's still five – points out of uh, out of the top four. And I would have actually thought West Ham would be hard and close. Aston Villa, Villa surprised. Wolves is moving up the table. You guys uh, you guys might find yourself in a relegation battle if, it, if, if uh, the next two or three matches don't go your way. Uh, either that or this result becomes a catalyst and they end up... Yeah, well... You, or, or you They're just, getting players back now, yeah, too. That's, that's true. That's the thing. True, true. The team isn't deep enough... To do well, if I was going to say something. Is. I don't really think you guys have to worry about a uh, um, 18, 19, 20. I don't yeah, think yeah, like, like, I just want to say something. I don't think you have to worry about relegation as long as Newcastle, Norwich, and Watford are in the league. Okay. Uh, and Brighton. I, I, I drop Brighton and maybe Southampton, although yeah. I'd like Southampton to stay up. Uh, yeah, that was really it for this. That's week. pretty much it. I mean, uh, not, not much in there. Oh wait, wait a minute! Is, with the story, Paul Pogba is this? So he apparently fractured. He has a fractured toe. Okay. Um, I was surprised that De Gea actually returned because it actually looked like that was a bad muscle injury, 
at having played as a keeper, that didn't look good. No. So I didn't expect him to play. I was actually hoping Romero would play, but. Well, I mean, uh, they're going to need him uh, over the next few matches. Yep. Uh, if he, he, he uh, it, it would be it would be hope that he comes back. Fred's just been a major disappointment at, at, at this point. Like it's yeah, he's not panning out. Unfortunately, I, I don't think the poor guy. Uh, poor guy already had two and a half strikes against him when he got there. I mean, he was bought and he was just basically wasted. Yeah. So. And he's behind players that are playing already. Yeah, and and so. like I mean, it's not even that. You you need time to adapt to that league. So. Yep. Uh, moving on to Syria. Uh, Juve still at the top of the table only because they beat Inter. Well, but Bologna gave them a game this weekend. Bologna really, really gave them a game. But I'm going to say this again, and I mean, I, I still think they're 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 a sleeping giant. And I I expect Juventus to wake up probably around December January, and when they do, I think they're going to be a devastating force. But they, it, it needs to start happening. No, they don't have to worry. Not about in Italy, it. but I not think not in Italy. They don't have to worry. They don't have to worry. They're going to get through. They're going to get That's through true. both. You know, they, they, they can play in in this kind of like inconsistent way, and I bet you they'll still be at the top or, or close to the top in Italy, and they'll they'll qualify. Wouldn't, they, wouldn't it be great if they get Real Madrid? Uh, I would love. That. I, I, I just, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think there is a. a like when this team starts firing on all cylinders, I don't think there's a team in the world that can beat them. I think Manchester City can. I, I would no, say I Manchester City can. Possibly much more, much more defensively rounded than Manchester City is. And PSG, if they didn't have Icardi, uh, I, I think Juventus. Juventus is a very this. This could be a squad that could walk away. Inter uh, has been playing very well. They remained up there. The game, a game against Asuolo was amazing. 4-3. It was a fantastic game. Atalanta, another fantastic game against Lazio. They maintain both, te- both teams ended up making complaints about the referee well, at the end of it. I mean, it's all but the bar now. I mean, this is it gets too inconsistent. Napoli fourth. Cagliari playing very well in fifth place. Roma, their usual mediocre sixth. Uh, Parma up there at eighth, Lazio seventh. Sorry, Fiorentina's moved up from the bar, up from the relegation zone, and look where Milan is, twelfth place, just uh, above the, the uh, you know the zone itself. The two teams from Genoa uh, in the relegation zone, along with Spa. Uh, th- this isn't one of the most exciting leagues to watch right now. I'm sorry if you're not watching Serie A, you're missing out. Some of the most exciting players uh, that are, that are going to be emerging right now. I I, I think. The next best crop of midfielders, Sensi, Barella, uh, Tonali, they're coming out of Italy. Oh, God. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, La Liga. Barcelona, back to the top of the table. Uh, I think the story here is actually Atletico Madrid. Uh, with um, They're just – it's draws. They've yeah. had three straight draws. But, I mean, if, if you watched uh, um, uh, Cholo – uh, Simeone the other day in this press conference basically saying something to the effect of you know you guys actually got a little bit hyped up uh, I told you this was going to be a transitional year we were actually suffering and uh, he called out a, a little uh, uh, um, I think like he basically said listen those who want to work are going to be here those who want excuses they're not going to be here much longer so I mean that's the real story otherwise uh, the league is fantastic to watch. Uh, well, I'm yeah, enjoying it too. Real Madrid 
on the weekend lost to play to Mallorca. Yeah, and, and a lot of people have been saying that this is actually the real Real Madrid because uh, a lot of the games that they have won, they did not look very well. And finally, a, a lot was exposed in this match. But we'll see. I mean, time will only tell in this league. I think the big surprise for me is that Espanol is in the rally. I'm happy with that. They, you know, a team with fascist overtures in, the history, in their history, uh, I'd like to see them out of the La Liga, you know. Uh, that, that, you know, I mean, fascist Spain, uh, I'd like to see them lose. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, into, uh, into Portugal. I mean, I can't get over this little club, you know, holding down first place. We're waiting on the matches this weekend to, to see if this does change. Uh, if they can even get a result against Porto, even a draw. I'll be, I'll yeah, be but if they change, what are they going to lose? They'll still be in third place because yes, which is which is a remarkable achievement at seven games in the season. and a club that basically, you know, I mean that has the stadium the size of Lansdowne, you know, except probably sells it out unlikely. Well, of course, of course, especially now. I mean, but like you know, I'll say this again: um, there's a revolution in Portuguese football going on. I mean, don't let the result of last week against Ukraine fool you. Uh, there's some really, really good stuff that's going on over there. Oh, and the Ukraine played well. Yes. Uh, moving on to your favorite league, the Uber Eats League. Uh. Basically, PSG and then everybody else. I mean, I mean, really, we should be focusing on the teams from second to the end. So this is the same gap that we have in the Premiership right now. Yeah, but I mean, look, I mean. This is an artificial league almost in many ways. I mean, Ligue 1 uh, is not the strongest football league in the world. Okay, And then you put a team in there that has got the, 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 the players of Manchester City. It's not much of a league anymore, is it? I mean, you want to basically focus on who finishes second place. I mean, I'm telling you, it's not a good sign when this happens. And it's happening to all the leagues when all these clubs are converging on the top. I mean, it's only a matter of time before we get this European Super League. And maybe that might be a good thing. Maybe we get these big clubs out of the leagues and then we can focus on the championships and see some kind of parity between the other teams. Uh, I think the most surprising, well, not most, but I'll I'll, I'll say my sport has to be Leon. Ten points. Yeah, ten points, but um, Rudy Garcia might turn things around there. Did you see the, the, the reception he got? Like, it's just like, uh, they're nuts there, man. I mean, Olympic Marseille's coach. I mean, I mean, but if you take a look at this league, right? I mean, you got PSG. And then that, what, what, how can we basically look at the teams that have kind of traditionally been the bigger clubs in France? So Marseille. Marseille, Lyon, uh, Saint-Étienne, uh, Lille. But talking about the non-traditional. But they're not there. They're not yeah. there. I mean, it's, it's Nantes, who once won about 20 years ago. Uh, Staterim, which was won about 50 years ago. Uh, and all oh, the other... Oh, uh, Ager, who I don't think he was ever Porto. I mean, like, you would have you thought that with PSG, there would be kind of all roads would lead to France kind of thing. You know what I mean? Uh, and all the players... And, you know, winning the World Cup, and you would see, like, all these teams... But they all left. Yeah, the team is... The league is mediocre. Let's be honest. Like, I mean... That's too bad, because the culture's not... Well, the culture has its issues. Yeah, but it's, it's it's a good culture. And I mean, to be quite honest with you, I mean, like, uh, I could see a championship team winning this league. A top championship yeah. team. Like a, like a Leeds could probably yeah. go in there. And, and beat PSG. 
Yeah, but I, I think that would be, yeah. All right. Uh, the Bundesliga had some matches actually this. Yeah, Mönchengladbach still holding first place. I'm so happy about this. They but lost. They lost to, to Dortmund. Dortmund just in in the derby. But uh, uh, look where Bayern is. You gotta love this. And they and they tied to uh, to the very very modest Augsburg. Uh, yeah, who one, is in yeah. the playoff relegation yeah. position? And they, they lost. They lost. What did they lose? Uh, uh, one, no, they tied. Sorry, two two. They were, but they they had, they, they had scored That's... they had scored their goals in the first minute and in the ninetieth minute the perfect time to score. Uh, but look at this table. So Mönchengladbach and Wolfsburg yeah. both on sixteen points. Nine from nine, first to nine, it's sixteen to fourteen. Now this is this is this I, this is the league to watch. On the weekend, I watched a couple matches. Uh, because almost anybody yeah. can beat anybody here. Maybe not Paderborn, but no, no. But I mean, uh, no, it, it, yeah. It, the first top ten teams and Bayern, you know, Bayern's in that transitional phase. So uh, you know, I would love to see something outside of, out of the two. Munchen Gladbach winning the the, ch- the championship would would make me a very happy person. Well, they don't look too good in Europe, but that's neither here nor there. At this yeah, point. it's you know. Let's be honest. It's a domestic championship that counts first. Uh, and tonight are the MLS uh, playoff, the conference semifinal playoff. Makes me puke. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll hand it to Toronto. They're there. That's 11 games in a row unbeaten right now. Um, uh, and and they've, beaten, they've beaten and drew New York. Both times this year, but they and they seem to have New York's number all the time. So I mean, is it, 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 so the New York? Is it one? It's one match, right? It's so the, yeah, they've switched it to one match now. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, New York is not playing at home in Yankees Stadium. They have to move. They had to move the game to Mets Stadium because there was the concern that the Yankees were going to have to play a playoff. We're going to have to play a World Series game. So it's not even a home game for New York City. Uh, I'm surprised you're playing soccer baseball stadium for one, but yeah, especially in New York city where the money is that they can build it. Just, I mean, if the Saputos could build a stadium in Montreal for crying out loud, you know, New York city with all that money connected to Manchester city, they could build a stadium somewhere. Uh, other game, other matches, uh, Seattle plays, uh, Real Salt Lake tonight. I have a soft spot for Seattle and Portland, man. Portland was a, that was actually almost a derby. Real, no, Real, Salt Lake. Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake. What the fuck is that, man? Salt Lake. Uh, <laughs> you know, Salt Lake just barely beat Philadelphia, so that was yeah. that or not Philadelphia? Sorry, Portland. That would have been a good game. Uh, Atlanta versus Philadelphia. These two teams have beaten the hell out of each other this There's, season. That, you know what? That's that. Uh, I mean, for for the little I've watched this year. One thing I I, I, I look I, I love this idea of LAFC versus LA Galaxy. That's fantastic. I'm gonna watch that. I, I'm going. I'm going. Not, I'm going to take a nap in the afternoon so that I can stay. You know, like usually I'm waking up at that time when the game starts. So I know I I, I, I want to watch this match. Well, yeah, that's gonna be a really good yeah. game. Those teams have uh, drawn. I think most of the time. Uh, LA's beaten them. Sorry, the Galaxy have won once. I think LAFC have won once. And you have the top two strikers in the league up against each other. Both teams cannot play any defense. This is going to be like a 5-5. You're looking at goals going. Well, I mean, the one thing I'll say about this is that, you know, this might be premature. But I would love to see a Toronto LAFC final. 
I would love to just see Toronto play anybody in the final. That would be okay. I would I like because hey, don't put it past them. They've got a good team. You know what would happen? So if it's actually if it does turn out to be Toronto and the Galaxy, the finals in Toronto. Well, really? Yeah. Well, but if it's Toronto and LAFC. No, LAFC no. hosts. Yeah, they host. And remember, the host is always the top. Zlatan will be there, which will be, we might have to go see that game, man. Yeah. Do you remember have you, his best goal is the goal he ever that he scored against Toronto FC? That's pathetic. He wants to go to Napoli. Eh? Yeah, I, no, Napoli want him. Napoli want him. We want him yeah, to. Yeah, 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 I think he's fit enough to play still. I don't think a full match. I think he can come on for the last 20, 30 minutes. I don't know. I think in Italy he could play like a he could play like a sixty to seventy five. I don't think so. People, people, if they're not watching the Italian league close enough, if they think that that you can happen. I think he's more fit than you give him credit for. No, he's fit, but I don't think he's fit enough to be. He's to only a year or two minutes. older than Ronaldo. Right? Yeah, it, so. it doesn't matter. I mean, Ronaldo is fit. Uh, you know, and he hasn't been playing in the MLS for the last two or three years. You know, so. Okay, and lastly, so the Champions League matches wrapped up today. Uh, anything stand out to you oh, in the past couple of days? Uh, Madrid just barely beating Galatasaray for me. Well, I'm surprised that they actually won that game at all, to be honest with you. I think a lot of people, I think even Madrid's supporters were. I, I, think, I think that the real news is that Inter snuck past um, uh, Dortmund. Dortmund, because that would, that would have been a tough, that was a tough game for them. I, you know, man, I'm not buying this Chelsea thing here, okay? I'm sorry. I'm not buying this Chelsea thing here. They, uh, uh, I mean, uh, at the end of the season, you know, uh, I'll eat crow if I have to. But I, I, I think that you know, uh, Frank Lampard has fallen ass backwards into, a, into into like a good situation. Okay, and but when, and I think when the time comes that he has to make some choices and coaches and tactics, I think he's going to be found out. Uh, Benfica won today. Um... Yay! Napoli uh, scraped by a very good Red Bull Salzburg. That's, oh, they did win. Yes, they did. So that Salzburg two. team is fantastic. Uh, Barcelona left it. To, uh, oh no, they won with an own goal. Wow! Uh, Against Slavia Prague. Yeah. Either Slavia Prague were mistaken, or uh, Inter and uh, and uh, Barca are suffering certain slumps. I think that's the. Yeah, well, I think now you know we were talking about. I think things have shaped up, and I think next the next round is is going to be crucial. I mean, this is well. This is the return. Now it's your return legs, right? This is when we're going to separate the you know the the wheat from the chaff. So I mean, uh, that that, that's those are going to be the big. That's going to be the big matches. Okay, Uh, there are some matches tomorrow in the Europa League, but. Who cares? Yeah, at this point, it's not even worth following until we get to the knockout stage. I'll watch the games yeah, of just for will. the sake yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we played Partizan. Yeah. We might lose. I got you guys to win that game, so you better win because my, uh, I bet you got bet on pro life. You, 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 you bet on us winning away from home. The last, time, the last time they won away from home was that PSG win. Yeah, You're crazy. I, I, I just want to say something here, okay? Yeah, Me, you, we can go on the streets. And pick out like fifteen guys, and we should be able to be partisan. I would be managing. I will not be okay. Playing. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we have an exciting topic for you this week. Uh, I'm not gonna introduce it. I'm gonna leave it for Julian when we come back. All right, we are back, and Julian, it's your turn this week to. 
uh, I guess, educate and enlighten our listeners on uh, on something maybe they don't uh, they don't hear much about. Well, this is the Rodney Dangerfield of football leagues. The, the basically the football league that cannot get any respect. That's how I basically view it, and it's the Mexican Liga MX, which is the top tier of Mexican football league system. Uh, uh, the catch this, catch its sponsor, the BBVA Banco Bilbao Vizcaya Argentaria SA, which is essentially a multinational Spanish banking group based in Madrid and Bilbao and sponsors just about everything in South America at this point. They're a uh, shirt sponsor at the moment. Do they not sponsor the Spanish League? They also still? sponsor the Spanish League, parts of it. Uh, so, yeah, and you know that there is this separation between La Liga and the Spanish FA, right? And they hate each other, right? So You saw that with the Barcelona-Madrid yeah, issue. With the classical issue. But uh, anyways, um, essentially, uh, you know, going back to the institution, uh, it should be noted because, you know, we talk about the money that's polluting this game. Uh, this bank is one of the largest financial institutions in the world. And, and like I said, it's present, it's present in, in, in mainly Spain, North America, South America, Turkey, and through its Mexican subsidiary, VBVA Mexico, it is officially known as not the Liga MX anymore, but the Liga BBVA MX. Okay. That's way too many letters. Yeah, it is. And I don't think they care because that's really how capital works, right? Um, anyways, the season has two tournaments, which I love. I, I wish that they would do this more often. An Apertura, which starts in the summer, and a Clausura, which starts in the winter. And as of 2017, the league comprises 18 clubs, uh, one only one being relegated every two tournaments based upon its league performance over the previous three years. It's very similar to what they do in Argentina, except with Argentina, it's 30 teams in the division, which is insane. Okay, uh, then we have uh, essentially what they have afterwards is they also have like the first 18 uh, in, in the table at the end of the regular phase of the tournament qualifier for La Liguilla, which is our La Liguilla, which is the, the mini league or a playoff. And uh, until July 2011, the league was divided into three tiers. Uh, the group formatting was removed in favor of a single tier. Anyways, I mean, it, it, it's actually, you know, I mean, what, what I, why, the reason why I put this out there is because there are different ways of determining the championship, and they're actually innovative. And I find them to be, to be honest with you, the most innovative ones to be coming out of South America and Mexico. So, what would you say is different of the of their system versus the playoff system in MLS? Because it sounds. Well, I mean, first of all, other than there's relegation here. First of all, but there's three championships. Okay. Uh, yeah, essentially. So you have the Apertura Championship. Which means every game counts because it's one time you play against against a team. Uh, so you do have the teams upsetting them at home. So you have the Clausura and, the, and, and, and the, the Apertura. And then you have the playoff, the Liguilla, which rewards the merit of them, you know. The two te the yeah, teams yeah, that do well in that both do well both tournaments. In, in, okay. in both tournaments. So, and and I, actually, I actually would prefer that to, to having like a league of 37 or you know, 34 matches. You know what I mean? Because to be honest with you, you know, that's when you could see a team go on a roll. Like, think of how cool that would be if they had that in England, for example, right? What about if a team like Southampton went on, on a run of winning seven games in a row? They could turn around and win the championship. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it creates a greater degree of parity. 
That's what I, I believe. It's interesting. I'd like to see that in like the championship. I'm not sure if I would change the premiership structure, but doing it in the in the in the championship to figure out who gets promoted, I think that would be that yeah. would be interesting. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, anyways, it's considered the strongest league in North America. I would go so far as actually being one of among the strongest leagues in Latin America. Uh, according to the International Federation of Football History and Statistics, the league currently ranks 20th worldwide and was ranked as the 10th strongest league in the first decade of the 21st century. So you think about that. And that's a team that nobody watches, right? Uh, it has an average attendance of roughly 25,000 for every match, which is amazing. Okay. You had a question. Sorry. I was just saying, well, it, it makes sense because they, they end up attracting a lot of younger European players to play yeah. in Mexico compared to what the MLS does. So that makes sense. I mean, believe it or not, they actually have the largest crowds on average of any football league in the Americas and the third largest crowd of any professional sports league in North America. So they are, I don't know who's first and second, okay? Oh, sorry, I got it written out here. I actually did. They are behind the NFL and Major League League Baseball. So they're ahead of the NBA, okay? That doesn't. I think if if you had had to ask me what sports, those are probably the two that I would have said. Even though I yes. would say that their viewership is steadily declining and the NBA is going up. It's actually the fourth largest attended football league in the world behind Germany's Bundesliga, the Premier League, and Spain's La Liga. And that's that. that I mean, and, and you know, that's that. That's football is big. Uh, uh, of the fifty-six teams. The uh, two have come, uh, have competed in the league. America has won the championship. America, okay, has won the championship uh, thirteen times, followed by Guadalajara twelve, which is Chivas, okay, Toluca ten, uh, one of my favorites, Cruz Azul uh, eight, Leon Tigres Unal and Pumas Unal seven, and then Pachuca, which has had another great little team, and Santos Santos Laguna six. The current league champions, Tigres Unal or Unal. Uh, who uh, won the Clausura of 2019 tournament? I suppose Monterrey hasn't won. No, that's surprising. No, uh, no I mean just a, a few notes about the history. I mean, the amateur era. Uh, essentially, this league doesn't really get established until 1943. Yeah, the football. I mean, uh, the football professional. It, it becomes professionalized by the six clubs that founded the league, which were basically. Uh, uh, Club Asturias, and uh, uh, oh my goodness, uh, I actually seem to have not printed the founding teams. My apology, uh, but anyways, I mean, it's in 1943 they come in. Um, they still use a single table of 18, 18 teams to play two annual tournaments. We've talked about that. They have the playoffs, they have the relegation. Um, They've actually been the champions of of the uh, of the Concacaf. I think almost every time the Concacaf Champions League aside from once, I believe, where it was Houston Dynamo that won, if I'm correct. It's Real Salt Lake. Well, uh, okay, we're gonna we have to while, check this out while you keep talking. I yeah, will, yeah, uh, I will get. I mean, it. essentially, what they do is they send four leagues to the Concacaf, four teams to the Concacaf Champions uh, uh, League. Uh, which has now become essentially the premier competition for North American football clubs. And now that, you know, English North America has the MLS, it's actually pretty cool. So America is the most successful club yes. with seven titles. Yes. And let's see what we got here. So they get 16 teams from nine or 10 associations. And that's because C- that's because the CPL yes, will start. Exactly. To- yeah. C team. 
Uh, the reason I brought up Monterey, Monterey has actually won this tournament four, four times. times. Because, and the reason they probably won this tournament is because they basically uh, uh, they send four teams from La Liga uh, uh, to qualify. And usually the, the, the winners are the, the top two of the Apertura and the Clausura Championships. So um, Mexican clubs have accumulated the highest number of victories, 34 titles in total. The second most successful league is Costa Rica's Primera Division. Which let me, let me guess, Saprisa uh, uh, and uh, La Liga. Uh, it only lists Saprisa here. Yes, yeah, the most successful yeah. non-Mexican yeah. club. Yeah. Uh, Cruz Azul uh, has six titles. Yeah. And so Saprisa has three. And there are only four teams to have successfully defended the, the trophy, and they're all Mexican. America, Cruz Azul, Pachuca, uh, and Monterrey. Monterey beat Tigris in the 2019 final. But who's the, who's the North American team? Have we found this out yet? I'm still going through this. Anyways, I, I want to continue. Mexico has also competed in, uh, they were invited years ago into the Copa Libertadores. And I believe one year it was Cruz Azul that made it to the final. Uh, uh, Mexican football is very attack-minded. Uh, and, and I think it's something that, 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 that people kind of like... Do not take the time to watch. They've produced some incredibly, incredibly great stars. Um, uh, people as uh, I can never pronounce his name, Cautamac uh, uh, Blanco. I can never. People like Neri Castillo, uh, Gary Borgetti, Rafael Marquez, uh, Carlos Salcido, uh, Pablo Pardo. Uh, 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 of course, there is... The new current batch is incredible. Yeah, well, there's Carlos Vega, of course. So, the LA... So, DC okay. United won it in 1998. It okay. LA Galaxy won it in 2000 over Olympia of Honduras. 3-2. Uh, uh, there's got to be... I think there's more. That's So, that's the old era. This is the new Champions League era. Uh, yeah, I don't believe in uh, North America. Montreal came close and so did Toronto. Montreal came very close. They yeah. lost 5-3 on aggregate. Yeah, Montreal came very close. Um, Toronto FC lost in a shootout. Yeah. But no Canadian teams ever going to win that. But anyways, this is about the Mexican League. And there's also, the we're talking about great players. There's also Hugo Sanchez. Hugo Sanchez, the great Real Madrid. That's where the Il Bute, the, the vulture, the poacher, uh, Hugo Sanchez would touch a ball maybe four times in a match, but he would score two goals. This is this is how amazing he was. But um, I, I also I wanted to, I wanted to make a note about the Mexican national team. Okay, now the Mexican national team has been basically a perennial underachiever, never making it out of the knockout stage of the World Cup. Do you think it's because they're coming out of a conk a week? I don't know. Uh, perhaps, uh, but, but they should have performed better. I mean, what was it in 20, uh, 2005, they won the, uh, or 2006, they won the Confederations Cup. 2005, they won the Confederations Cup. Uh, they've won the Gold Cup, uh, I believe, times. 10 times. This is what it says here, 10 times. They, they finished twice as runners-up in the Copa America. Uh, they like they did beat Brazil in the Confederation Cup four three. They won uh, the well, Brazil's always yeah. been the bogey. Yeah, almost Florida. always has been the bogey. They won the Federa the the FIFA Under Seventeen World Championship in Peru in uh, uh, in, in uh, I think in, in twenty eleven. 
they have reached the quarterfinals, sorry, twice in the World Cup. They were gold medalists in the 2012 Olympics, Summer Olympics in London. And I mean, but this, this is the thing, like they just can't seem to translate it into the World Cup. Okay. Isn't that what I thought Argentina won gold that year? No, they, they were gold medalists in, in, in the 2012 Summer Olympics in London. Okay. Uh, they 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 have the largest it's one of the largest stadiums in the world in the Azteca. Uh, they are going to be co-hosting the 2026 FIFA World Cup. But I will tell you something. You hate this idea. Yeah, I do. But I don't want to talk about that right now. One of the things I do want to talk about is what I actually was able to watch Mexican football, and it was for three years, and it was one year was a fluke. I was living up on Scriber, Ontario, on the North Shore of Lake Superior. And I had a satellite dish that can only pick up, like, Telemundo. It was the only damn channel I could get. But I got to watch, basically, Mexican football. And it was amazing to watch Mexican football every every weekend. It was, a, like, it, it really kept me alive during those, like, North Superior winters. And then when I came back to Sabri the following two years, Tele Latino was actually... For a couple of years, was televising the Mexican League, um, and if you can watch it, I strongly recommend it. It is some of the most exciting football, and the clubs have major, major history. I didn't get into the detail of the clubs, uh, just so you know. America is considered the cl- uh, the uh, the aristocracy's clubs, whereas Chivas Guadalajara is the club of the people. Uh, same with Cruz Azul is also considered. Pachuca's also got serious working class roots. Um, the Pumas is uh, from the university students. So, I mean, it, it mirrors in many ways the histories of Europe, but it's uniquely la- uh, uh, Mexican. And, I mean, it's definitely got its pure Mexican tradition. My favorite thing that's still going on with Mexican football is there's a Twitter account. <laughs> this is awesome. So Go ahead, there's tell There's a the Twitter account, and there's this one guy from Mexico, and he has been tweeting – at the Mexican FA, FIFA, and the Dutch FA, and he started to include Robin directly. In this is awesome. And all he tweets is, no, he says, no, uh, no, uh, what is it? Año, no, what's the word for day? Uh, oh, God. No, no, um, yes. So he says, so he says, like, it's now what? How many years? Is it? It's been almost four years yeah. now, right? Yeah, more. More. So we're six. beyond four. So he says, six like, years. Like, six, I don't know. Eight, maybe. 2014, right? Six. No, because the World Cup's in 2020. It's the World Cup year next year. No, it's not. It's your European year. When was the World Cup in Brazil? It's 2014. Yeah. So it's been since 2014. So it's six years. Yeah. Six years. So he says like six years, so many days, no era yeah. espanal. Yeah. No era espanal. No era espanal. Every day. Every day for six years. And it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. And they shouldn't beat the Dutch. They and if they, the if they had game. beaten the Dutch... There's a that was the quarterfinal. They would have gone up against Argentina. It would have been a good. This would be a game. That that Mexican team was a very 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 good Mexican. That generation. They had Giovanni de Santos because they had the Nelly, mix Nelly of Castillo, right? uh, Chicharito. That was a very very good squad, and it was well coached. Yeah, and and the and the squad in uh, in 2006 came up against one of the best Argentinian teams ever. And they lost an extra time too, and they played them very well. No, I, I, th- I think it's a really Mexican football is like I said, it's the Rodney Dangerfield of football. It doesn't get any respect. 
I would agree. Thank you for this. This was no, really man. The really pleasure learned. was mine. We learned a lot. If you so, had to pick who your favorite player of, like, uh, favorite Mexican player, Blanco, man. He's, so he played, you know, he, but he he's, played, a bit of, his politics are really reactionary. You know that. Eh? So you know who he played? He played for MLS for a while. Yeah, I know. With a team that's ne- surprisingly, and I looked this up, they've never made the playoffs before. The Chicago Fire. Oh, he was in Chicago. I didn't know. Yeah, he was in Chicago. I thought he was with Chivas. Oh, he was. LA, Chivas LA. Yeah, yeah. But Chicago has just been perennially terrible. I think that's why Schweinsteiger retired this year. And Aristo Stoichkov did a stint with Chicago, didn't he? I believe. Uh, NASL, though, not MLS, obviously. No, but anyways, we're getting mixed up here because this is the tendency, right? Is that when we talk about the Mexican league, we all we talk about their players and where they are, and we conflate the the, the, uh, uh, the MLS with it, right? Which is which is not which Mexican, is not yeah, Mexican players in the MLS right now are the best players in the MLS. I, I agree, but but you see the fact that we still detract from the Mexican league; it doesn't get the respect. We're more focused on the MLS uh, on MLS rather than, than the Mexican league. So in the Mexican league. Yeah, my favorite player would be Blanco, but I also liked Rafael Marquez. I mean, I think the guy was a his phenomenal. politics were better than Blanco's. Yeah, I mean, he was he was an extraordinarily good defender. He played. I think he did. He's one of the only players that did has been at five World Cups. Didn't he? Did, Four yeah, or five, something like that. But didn't he? Didn't he? He show up at the last World Cup because he was basically blacklisted for. He was on. He was on a, 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 a wanted list because of his his, his uh, opinions. And yeah, Russia was not happy to have him there. Yeah, no, yeah, because you know he was. What was it? He was suspended by FIFA. Let me let me let me sort this out. Okay, what happened is he had apparently alleged ties with drug dealers, with the, with the cartels. Yes. And and what happened was that because he was suspended, he was not allowed to wear any sponsors. So he literally went on the field. With, on his kit with no sponsor whatsoever. Yeah. That was when he was playing in the league as well. Yeah. So they call him El Kaiser. Yeah. Well, he was a tremendous defender in Barcelona. He was there with uh, the, the Reichardt year that they won the Champions League and then the following year with uh, with uh, uh, Guardiola when they won it again. He, this guy is no slouch. He was a very good player. Well, Mexican players around the world have played. Yeah, Nelly Castillo. I mean, Chicharito. I mean, all of these uh, guys. Chicharito played for us. And yeah. then... None of uh, David Moyes didn't think he was good enough. But they ruined him. I just say he had a good stint in Germany for a while. He only the only problem Marquez played for Hellas, Baronas for yeah. two years. Yeah, as well. And then he returned to Atlas. He, Atlas is his yeah. boyhood club in Mexico. Yeah. No. Um, and, oh, and he played for Red Bull. That's right. He yeah. played for Red Bull for. But a while. I mean, what's amazing about it is that they have this tradition, and nobody really knows about it. And, and it's our neighbor to the south. I mean, I wish they, this is the thing. I mean. You know, we got all these leagues that we watch, but nobody ever really follows the Mexican league, unfortunately. So that's my two cents. What do we got coming up over the next couple of weeks? Anything? We got the, the Classico has been delayed. Yeah, until like December. Yeah, and uh, Copa Libertadores in what? A uh, couple I, weeks? I don't know, to be honest with you. I haven't looked at upcoming, if anything really good is upcoming. Like there's more Champions League. Great. Um, Another international. There's a, actually there's a quick turnaround to another international break. That's right. Yeah. So in other words, we're going to be bored for a while. Well, the international. Yeah, I was going to say the international. <laughs> good. I mean, there's no, good. because you know what? The only thing I will say, even though you're on your boycott, uh, if Canada gets a draw or a win against the U.S. in the U.S., 
they've effectively relegated the U.S. and have put themselves in probably the best World Cup qualifying position they've been in since 1986. Exactly, and it's probably the best. It's probably the best team they've had since '86. Yeah. Let's be real. Well, I'll tell you when they qualify for the World Cup, I'll be there. But I, I'm tired of being disappointed. It's been I've been waiting way too long. I saw the MLS Cup final too. Yeah, yeah, we've got that coming up. Anyways, uh, what do you you got plans for the week? Um, Toronto. Or I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna watch Toronto tonight. What what, what do we what do we got uh, coming up in the Premiership this week? EPL matches. Let's take a look. Is there anything really good this weekend? I think uh, United plays uh, Burnmouth on the weekend away, which is not an easy game. Uh, City Villa, Southampton, Leicester. Nothing big. Well, Arsenal, Crystal Palace. That That would be be a good match to watch. Liverpool, Tottenham. If if the if the Tottenham of last year shows up, we got a good match. But they're not close to. No, there's something really bad at Tottenham right now. And uh, Norwich and Manchester United on uh, Sunday. Let's not even bother with uh, City A because uh, if I have to basically say anything about AC Milan anymore, I think I'm going to puke. Well, I'm going to find out now. It's... Yeah, I mean, I'm having a rough time with this club this year. I mean, they just they just make me want to die. Uh, Atletico Madrid and Atletico Bilbao. Be a good. That'll be a good. Uh, That'd be a good match. That's a bit of a derby, you know that, eh? Right. Yeah. Uh, other than that, nope. That looks really boring. Um, yeah, there's really nothing going on. No, we got nothing going on this week. So we'll try to make next pods exciting. Anyways, hopefully the matches are actually exciting. Um, yeah, we're we're kind of deteriorating here. You know what? Inter Parma could be a good game. No, not really. Uh, and you're going to play Roma, so this yeah, is the potential this is- of. Yeah, the potential of I will fall asleep watching this game. This is mediocre. This is mediocrity at its final at its finest. Anyways, we're kind of falling apart here. So uh, we'll see you guys in next week, and uh, we'll hope to have something a little bit better for you. Yeah, thanks for listening.